Hi, this is Willie Crosby. Talk Radio. Hi, this is Willie Crawford, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of um, Willie Crawford Teaches Real Internet Marketing, where we're, we're dedicated to teaching you what actually works in building an online business. I don't see my guest on the line yet, but I do see someone else there, so I'm going to bring this person on calling in from the 818 area code and see if that might not be my guest. Hi, I'm here. This is Alan. Okay, good, good. I was looking for you calling in from 929 area code. Oh, no. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, let me go ahead and introduce you to my guest uh, and thank my guest for joining. And uh, I'll ask you, the guest, as you're on the platform, to like and follow the show and also to share the show with others because hopefully you'll find value in the show. And uh, you you'll learn and hopefully implement something that I consider very important uh, on today's show, which is uh, I'm a published author, and I believe very much that my success for the past 20-plus years is, is, has been largely based on the fact that I wrote a book and then wrote several others afterwards. So today I'm joined by Ellen Violette. Um, Ellen uh, helps entrepreneurs, authors, and coaches, consultants, trainers, and speakers write publish, and launch to become number one best-selling authors, grow their businesses, and change lives. Ellen is an award-winning book and business coach, multiple international number one best-selling author, three times elite award winner, podcast host, regular contributor to published magazine, CEO of Create a Splash, and Grammy-nominated songwriter. What makes Ellen unique is that she comes from a, a creative background as a Grammy-nominated songwriter and former, former um, copy editor and layout person who started her business with no technical background and no business or marketing background. So she understands how to guide others through the process so they can do more of what they love with less stress and less work and be creative. And isn't that all what, we, what we all want, you know? Uh, Ellen lives in San Diego with her husband, Kristen and uh, enjoys photography, music, movies, and the beach. Ellen, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I was trying to bring up the chat room, but uh, for some reason it crashed on me, so I need to see if I can reboot that because I want people to be able to talk to us. Uh, I mean, they can Mm -hmm. still dial in but the, the chat room itself is not open, uh, but that's okay. We can go ahead and get started, and people can uh, tune in to things afterwards if, if necessary. But uh, why don't we get started by me asking, you know, how did you become the original ebook coach? Well, it was, you know, really interesting how things just sort of happen in your life that sort of take you from one thing to another that you had never planned on. And, uh, that's really what happened to me. I'm hearing a little bit of feedback, though. Is it should I not be on the on the radio show too? I... Uh, it, it sounds very clear to me, but uh, the feedback okay, could be maybe I had my microphone too close to my speakers okay. or something. I don't know. I'm using a USB okay. plug-in mic, uh, and my speakers are coming out of my my computer, uh, projected okay. to the front. But it, it, it's my my mic is. Uh, conical, so it should only pick up what's directly in front of it. Okay. Well, anyway, so what happened to me was I being in the music business for 20 years, you know, you were completely dependent on other people in those days. This was before YouTube. So other people had to let you in. 
and it was very inside. It was very difficult to get in. Even when I had connections, it was still difficult to get in. And the only reason I got in was the Grammy nomination came from being inside on that particular cut. So uh, what happened was, was that we, my husband and I had built a world-class studio in the house that I grew up in because my parents had offered to let us do that. And then the Northridge earthquake came and really wrecked our house. And then my parents both passed away within 11 months of each other. And I lost not just my parents and my house, but I lost my studio. Wow. So it, yeah, it was pretty devastating. And, uh, and then at that time, my husband and I moved down to San Diego because um, we just wanted a change of scenery. I'd grown up in L.A. Everywhere I went was a memory. And it just, I don't know, we, were, we just needed a, a you know, new scenery. So we came down to San Diego, which is where we are now for the second time. Uh, that was the first time. And it was right when the market was taking off, the real estate market. And so we started buying, fixing, and selling houses because we had fixed my mom's house and got a really good, uh, you know, we made quite a bit of money from that. So we did that, and then the market got too hot. We were buying, fixing, and selling houses and moving like every six months in and out of these houses. Wow. And it was really stressful, but um, we didn't really know what we were going to do, you know, long term. So we were just doing what was in front of us. And then we got the opportunity to take a property management job back in L.A., so we went back to L.A., and that's when I got online, and I, I always wanted to write books, and I started looking around, and I found eBooks, And I thought, oh, my God, this is so great. You can get directly to your audience. I don't need a gatekeeper to tell me that I can't do this or that they're not taking my song or that they're going to pay me a pittance of a royalty. And uh, I guess in those days, you know, we were selling books for like 27 bucks, you know. So it was really good. So uh, I did that, and actually I got online first, and I found a New York Times bestseller, and I did a consult with him, and I said, you know, do you think I can make it as a writer? I thought I was too old. I was like 50. And, uh, and he said, oh, you're really good. Just start sending your stuff out on spec. And I was like, uh, no, I did that for the last 20 years. And while I became a Grammy-nominated songwriter, I never made much money, and no thank you. So I love the idea of ebooks, and it was so funny because in those days they were already saying, "Oh, ebooks are dead," and I was thinking, "Ebooks are never going to be dead." And this is before Kindle. So I started writing my first book, and I started looking for an ebook coach, and there weren't any. And I was like, "This is crazy! How can there not be any ebook coaches?" And so I hired a regular coach, and it was not real fun because he didn't have a system or anything. I just had to make a mistake and then he'd tell me what I did wrong and how to fix it. It was expensive. It took a long time. And I thought, you know, I, I know I can do this better. And so I created my first workshop and I gave it. And it was, it was a really good time because Mark Hendricks, uh, the late Mark Hendricks was doing his 12 days of Christmas back then. Yeah. If you remember that. Yeah. But it was so good for me because I didn't have much of a list. I had like 200 people. And I had no technical skills. I had to hire somebody to pretty much do everything for me. I remember it being really stressful getting everything ready for that launch because I had no clue what I was doing. So I really had to depend on her. But we did it. And I got like 1,600 people on a list in two weeks after I'd had 200. And I was instantly in business. And so I gave my workshop. Actually, what I did was I, and it's so funny because people think everything's changed so much. 
Well, what I did back then was I gave a free ebook, and I sent them to a free webinar. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, nothing's really, you know, if you stick to the basics, nothing's really changed all that much. So we did that, and, uh, and I got people into my first workshop, but I only got a couple people in my first workshop, and I was devastated. But I gave the workshop. And it was great because they gave me feedback. And somebody said to me, well, I still don't know how to write the book. And I said, well, how can that be? I just gave you all this information. It was like, well, I gave them, you know, how to get started and how to, you know, everything but a system for actually writing the book. I thought, okay, well, I need to figure that out. And so I hired a coach. I spent about five grand. I learned how to coach. And he had a book uh, on, it was actually like a, a journal on how to write a book. I don't know if it was how to write an ebook or how to write a book, but basically um, I, I asked him if I could adapt it and give him credit. And he said, no, 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 don't worry about it. You just take it. So I did that. And I, um, I also, people started asking me, well, okay, we got this stuff on your, on your uh, writing. Cause I, that, that first webinar I did was really intense. It was like a two part webinar. I really did it with the intention of turning that into another product. So I gave away so much that people felt they knew how to do it. They didn't want to cut this workshop. But but they then wanted marketing, and so I did another workshop on that, and I made like $13,000 on that in a couple of weeks. Well, well, yeah, getting it, getting people in it was just a couple of weeks, and then it was like an eight-week or eight-week course, I think. And so that was it, and it just went off from there, and I just kept, you know, learning and making a six-figure income, and then – the recession hit, and then I lost half my business, and then it started. You know, the whole kind of entrepreneurial. You know, what what do I want, and what makes me happy? And it just it, it was just a long, a long uh, readjustment. And I I've probably reinvented myself now a few times, but it always comes back to writing books because I love that. And now, when when I started, you know, books and eBooks were seen as very different. Now, to me, they're the same. I work with clients, and we just do it in two formats. You know. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, we, we made the topic of the show uh, about writing ebooks, but if you mm-hmm. write an ebook, you can just, uh, you know, right. use uh, Amazon to publish your ebook using their, um, what do you call it, um, print right. on demand service. So you don't need to spend a lot of money just to turn it, your ebook into a book, do you? Right, right. And by the way, you know, that, e- that first ebook, I've been selling it for years and I just updated it. It's now, it's now going to be part of a series. And it's now called the Real Real Easy Ebooks Workbook. And uh, what is it? How to Oh, a step by step guide to take your book your ebook from I did a bestseller and there's actually a special on it right now. It's like ninety nine cents. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So so um Yeah. And this is a rhetorical question because I I'm an author myself. I published my first book in two thousand. Uh but uh-huh. why should anyone become an author, you know? People wonder that. They, well, first of all, they, they look at authors, and, and I see people putting authors on pedestal because, pedestals because they think that, you know, being an author is some yeah. uh, astronomical so, challenge. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. why should people become authors? Well, that's, that is true. I mean, author does come from the word authority, and people do look up to you. And it, it's so funny because – you know, you are in that book with me that we did, How to Crush It in Business Without Crushing Your Spirit, How Entrepreneurs right. Overcome Depression and Find Success. 
And I was just talking to one of our co-authors last night, and she said, this is your fault. This is your This is all your fault. It's all your responsibility. And I said, what? And she said, I have three speaking gigs, on, and it's all because of that book. Wow. <laughs> and, and so we laughed. But it opens doors. I mean, that's the bottom line. Books open doors. That and is true. that's I, what makes it. Yeah. My first book was a cookbook. And I was out mm-hmm. there on Internet marketing discussion forums. One in particular was called the Warrior Forum. And mm-hmm. I was, we're discussing marketing in general, and I pointed out that I was just using regular marketing tactics or techniques to promote a cookbook and that I was mm-hmm. having phenomenal success with it. And that in itself got me invited to speak at a seminar in uh, December of 2002 down in the Florida Keys. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bob Silver invited me to speak at this seminar. He said, I want somebody who's selling a real product not just somebody who's teaching people how to make money, teaching people how to make money. Right. <laughs> and he said, I, w- I want a, you know, a real person who's selling a real product you know, my seminar. And that instantly propelled me onto the stage as an internet marketing expert. And that launched my career mm-hmm. in, the, in that space. So that book was a springboard for me. And my yeah. second book was a biography, an autobiography. And that book... Um, People read it, and I was so transparent, and I told so many things about myself, personal things, challenges I'd faced mm-hmm. and overcome, uh, that people read it, and they instantly bonded with me. And I've, I've had numerous clients who, who spent, you know, over $10,000 with me without hesitation because they knew, and they felt they knew me, and they trusted me because mm-hmm. right. I, I, I was right. so revealing, you know. So that a book right. is extremely, extremely powerful. Uh, so... Um, I guess right. a lot it's of easier. Listeners... It's easy, like what you just said. It's easier for people to want to do business with you when they get to know you, and so it makes your marketing a lot easier too. And it's it's a low cost, high value product as well. So that you know, really I, helps too. I, I had a friend that I met back. In, I have a friend I met back in 2003. His name is Fred Gleek, and he he. Mm-hmm. taught uh, that you should write a book too. And he said writing a book is just like brushing your teeth. You just do it every day. But he also mentioned that right. he often travels. And he said mm-hmm. he carries a couple of copies of his book with him. And when somebody uh, asks him, you know, it's natural on an airplane to ask somebody, what do you do? You know, right, and right, right. You yeah. tell them, they tell you, and they go, well, really? Do you have a business card? And you say, well, I don't have a business card. But here's a copy of my book. Can you hand them a copy of your book? And they go, your book? You wrote a book, mm-hmm. and, and they're instantly mm-hmm. impressed with you. People also consider books, I don't know, semi-sacred. So while they might throw a business card away, they think it's bad somehow, <laughs> bad juju to throw away a book. So they hang on to your book. Right. And so you, you have that, you stick with them, you know. You maintain that top of mind presence with them. And I think that's very powerful. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, you know, my single most uh, – powerful tool in my marketing of myself and my business is my book. Mm-hmm. And I carry copies with me everywhere I go. And they don't cost that much. And I, I, I don't pass out business cards. I pass out books right now. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a physical book and I think it costs like two bucks a book, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could, you could get, get them for less in quantity, but you know, you don't, you don't mm-hmm. need to sink a lot of money into a book and fill your garage with books at the same time. So you can right. use them and get them cheaper. 
Yeah. Yeah, I still have I still have books in my garage from the early years. <laughs> I have I have a copy of my first book, which is a cookbook, sitting next to my desk right now. Boxes of them uh-huh. because I'm running a, a, a sale uh-huh. between now and January first because I sell a cookbook, which is an excellent Christmas present. Lots of people will buy that. And I know that because you have to know your market. And I know between now and right. January 1st, I'll sell more than I, I will for the entire year, rest of the year. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I announced on social media I was running a two-for-one sale. And then if they ordered, mm-hmm. I would autograph the book. That's why I have physical copies in my office right now. Uh, uh, uh-huh. I also use Amazon for fulfillment, but I, I have these copies by my desk. So if someone reaches out to me and says, can you sign the book? I'll sign it for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people look at a book and it, it seems like something that's, that they've been thinking about it for years, but it seems like something that's right. unachievable. Like, you know, I could never write a book. You right. know, they, they think about writing right. for years and years and years, you know. Uh, uh, you know, realistically, how long does it take to write a book? Well, I've been teaching my three days to ebook cash workshop ever since I figured out my process back after that first fiasco. And um, I've now taught it 30 times. And I have people in the workshop who do write a book and have actually been selling it the very next day after the workshop on Amazon. I also have people who have taken five years to finish. So the process is the process. It's really how motivated and focused you are to get it done. But knowing the process definitely is a game changer for everybody. So most people have at least a first draft, you know, in three days. And so I always laugh when I see these people say, you know, have a book in 90 days. I mean, I know for me it's different. You know, if you have a full-time job and you can only grab an hour here and an hour there, then that's what you have to do. But uh, I work better in a focused amount of time where I know that's what I'm focusing on and that's what I'm going to get done. And I found that for a lot of people that does really help because they're just focusing on that, you know. And also sometimes once they just get a taste of it and they see that they're making progress, it gives them the motivation to keep going, you know. So it's staying in in the conversation about it too. Um, Those things really help. You know, to, you know, to keep it. I wrote my, my uh, second book, my biography, and, well, my, my coach at the time, Ramon mm-hmm. Williamson, he uh, he ran a seminar, a conference, and I was at it, and he said, I'm looking for some people who want to write a book, and he said, I'll coach you to writing a book in, in the next 90 days, and I mm-hmm. wrote that book in probably well under a month, but he pushed mm-hmm. it through editors, and these editors mm-hmm. read my book, and they question every word in the book. Uh, the the uh, editor, she said, uh, she said, you know, your book represents you. And she said, so you got to use proper grammar and all this. I'm like, I write like I talk. And she said, mm-hmm. oh, you said this. So what does that really mean? And I explained what it meant. And she's like, why don't you say that? And so I bounced back and forth between the editor too much. But uh, yeah. in the end, the yeah, book that, said... That- yeah, Go that's ahead. one of the issues that a lot of people get get is they, when they get they get it done, but then they get into the editing process and they edit and they re-edit and they re-edit and they re-edit, you know, or they um, or they just find reasons to not finish. I was just talking to a client yesterday, actually, and um, he was supposed to get his changes to me because we're, we're ready to go to the formal uh, final formatting for him. And um, and he said, I don't know, you know, for some reason I was just putting it off. And so we got into talking about that, 
And I said, well, what's the issue? And he said, well, you know, things are going to change, and I don't, I'm scared. You know, I'm putting myself out there. I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, there's that fear that people are going to judge you. They're not going to like your book. And there's a story that I love to tell because it's so perfect. And that story is that when I got the Grammy nomination, my family went out to dinner to celebrate it. Spa goes on sunset. People are from L.A. would know what I'm talking about. And it was a bit, that was a big deal. And we went across the street to Tower Records, which is now defunct, and, and picked up a billboard. And I looked at the reviews for the, for the album that I'm on. It's a Piercer, Diane Sure Piercer. And so the first one said, I could get used to this, which is my song. I could get used to this is the best song on the album because it's an R&B song and they took a chance because it's a jazz record, yada, you know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then the next one said, and the next one said, I could get used to this is the worst song on the album because it's an R&B song and it's a jazz record. And I, and I was like, at that, at that moment, it was so clear to me that everybody has an opinion and who the hell cares? <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, because you, know, you just don't know how people are going to react. And all that you can do is do the best that you can do and feel good about it. And even that, you know, the real easy ebook workbook, I mean, when I look back now, on the fir- this is the third version. I mean, the first version I thought was great at the time. The second version I thought was great at the time. It didn't get 100%. I think it got about 65% five-star reviews. Now, this right. so far is all, is all five-star reviews this time. Now, I don't know if it'll stay that way. It probably won't. But, you know, you never know. But, but the thing is you learn more and you keep going, but you don't wait. You don't wait forever to put it out. You just do the best you can from where you are right now. And then And also another thing that's really helped me is – just knowing that when people attack you, it's their issue, not you. That's yeah, real, I yeah. find that really helpful. I do too. And, and you know, my office right now, I'm, I'm surrounded by bookshelves, and I'm surrounded by books that I could pull any book off that shelf written by some of the most famous authors in the world. And if I mm-hmm. read it closely, I'll find mistakes they made, you know, typos or right. grammatical errors or mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. it, it's not about you being perfect. It's about you getting your message out to the world. You have to right. uh, step through fear of being judged by what you say or what you do. And, and it, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's not even like, you know, on a separate topic, I guess. But putting yourself out there on video, you, at first you're uncomfortable. You're like, but they don't like the way I look. And then you go, right. I am what I am. So why not put myself right. out there and let let my audience who resonates with me connect with me, and the others, they aren't my audience, you know, my, not my customers, my followers, my tribe. So I think it's the same with the book. You, you have a message to share with the world, and you need to go ahead and not fear sharing that message because you want to be perfect. You have to get over that perfect, need for perfection. Uh, Right, and I'll tell you something. We're yeah, we're our our worst critics. When I realize that things that were bothering me about me, nobody else was saying anyway. (laughs) You know, know, yeah, there's a a saying. uh, Well, I don't remember the exact words, but it's don't worry so much about other people think about you because most of them aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and what you are thinking about them. You know, so they don't care. You know, they're not so concerned about how you look as a how you feel about how they look, you know? And so right, once you realize exactly. that, it's like, 
you know, that's just human psychology. Now, um, a lot of people look at writing a book, and one of the things that they struggle with is, well, uh, you know, I don't have that much to say. So then the question mm-hmm. becomes, how long does a book need to be before you can really call it a book? Well, how about if I talk about um, some of the secrets, and I'm going to tell you that in in the discussion of that. Sure. Can we come back to that? Okay. Sure. So, so because to me that really comes under the outline because that's a really big thing. So okay. write your books faster. The first thing is getting clarity. Like what's your topic and what's your title? And even if you don't come, don't come up with a great title right away, as long as you have a working title so that once you start working on it, you have that focus. So you keep going back to it and say, well, does this go with that? Does this go with that? You want to make sure you don't run off the rails and then it's so far off your topic that you can't get back, you know, because that's right. one of the ways that people, get, that people get stuck. So you want to have clarity on your topic and your title. And then write an outline. Okay, this is where the whole thing comes in about how long should my should my book be, right? Because they'll look at it and say, well, um, for, they'll either get overwhelmed and go, oh my god, I have so much information because they think they're they're going to put everything in that one book. And so what I get people to do is to create an outline where what what I want them to do is lay out all the things they think are in this book, and then you can see it on paper, and you can start to say, well, is that really one book, or do I really have two books or three books? Or do you look at it and say, hmm, I'm not sure I really have enough to write a book here. Now, again, it depends on you know what your definition of a book is, and part of that is, well, what's your goal with this book? What are you trying to do with right. it? And how, and how long do you want it to be? Now, the, the – uh, the Real Easy Ebooks Workbook just went to number one in three categories this week, and it's 68 pages. And um, two of the categories that it was number one in were were shorts. They had it under shorts. So, and it used to be with shorts that it had to be at least 5,000 words, but now they don't even put a a minimum on it. So your book can be as short or as long as you want it to be. I I never suggest people write more than like 150 pages because by the time you uh, get it into an ebook format and everything, it's going to be more than that usually. And yeah. I remember the first time I did that, I wrote a book that was I thought it was going to be 150, and by the time it was designed, it was 231. And so that was a little long, you know, for that one. But um, and it's that one is no good anymore, so I took it down. But um, yeah. but I you know I used I used to be a snob about that you know like it had to be a full book it had to be 150 pages or more, and the truth is like millennials don't like longer books I mean under 100 pages, it they they read much more, so no. sometimes it depends partly on who your audience is, and again as I was saying you know what the purpose of the book is. And um, and then just think about you know if you want them to print it out that then that's ink that they're going to have to do, you know. So um, there is there is no no one thing, you know. There is no set price. I mean set uh, page length. Set number but pages. really the thing that, huh? No, I was going to say uh, Jeff Bezos, who's the richest person in America, worth about 160 billion right now. I think uh, mm-hmm. he, he released the uh, the Kindle reader a few years back and that was his biggest seller mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the millennials you mentioned they read electronically now so the ebook is huge uh, mm-hmm. I, I want and I know you teach people to write and to 
uh, format and to publish their books and how to do it properly. Do you teach mm-hmm. formatting too? Because I struggled with that. I took one of my books and I, I took my cookbook and I put it on uh, Amazon and people complained mm-hmm. about the page formatting. Is that something uh-huh. that you cover? Uh, I do. I tell people where they can go to get it done, but you know what? My philosophy on formatting is, is that it's a technical thing that, number one, I, I hate technical stuff, number I one. Too. Number two, it takes a long time, and, and you just nailed it. It's like, and probably it's not going to be very good. So I always recommend people let us do it for them. I have great people that I work with, and not only that, when we format people's books, we actually put it on uh, Amazon for them. So they don't have to deal with any of that nonsense. Because what happened was I was working with a private client, and I was helping her put it on, and it was taking forever and back and forth. And finally I just said to my formatter, I said, wait a minute, you, this is your expertise, not mine. Why don't you just go in and do this for them? And she did it in like two minutes. Right. You know? so, so I really suggest people not do it. I really suggest people let us do it. But if they insist on doing it, um, there are a couple of free, there are some free things. Out there. I mean, this tells you how how awful this is. It's like Smashwords has, what is it, like a 102-page uh, booklet on how to format your book. That should tell you right there why you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I finally, many, many years online, wised up and learned to not do things I'm good at. There are certain things I'm, I'm very good at, and those things earn me. Right. A right. substantial monthly income, but there are certain things that right. you can bog down in doing, and you, you finally ask yourself, why am I doing something I can hire someone else to do for, I don't know, $10 an hour, and I'm doing it. Right, you know, exactly. My time's worth much more than that. So, you know, but that's a hard lesson for many people to learn. They, they, a lot of them tell themselves, I can't afford to hire someone else to do it, but the answer is you, you can't afford not to hire someone else to do it because your time is worth a lot more than that. If you just took a job at a, I don't know, a fast food restaurant or whatever, you'd make more than what your time is worth, you know, uh, doing mm-hmm. it yourself. So that's a hard lesson well, for a lot of entrepreneurs to learn, though. Yeah, and, you know, like I say, if I sit down and I say, okay, well, how many hours is this going to take me versus if I spend that time, you know, talking to potential clients or, you know, doing uh, lead generation or whatever, right. um, it's just, like I said, it's not worth it. But even beyond that, it's the aggravation and I'll tell you something else that I do with our clients that I know other people don't do, which is if you send something out to a formatter, they're going to format exactly what you sent them. I don't do that. I look at their book and make sure that their book is ready to be formatted. In other words, uh-huh. like, you know, sometimes they're missing some really key things that it's going to cost them a lot of money in the long run, and their book really isn't going to market for them as well as they – as you know, as they would like, because they aren't thinking about well, like what's the next step? Where am I sending people? What am I doing here? You know that kind of stuff. So, so when I format, I mean, like people have said to me, well, how come you know you're more expensive than you know yours came in higher than the other ones? And I said because when we do it, we're going to make sure it's right. We're going to publish it for you. You know, we're going to look at it. You're really getting coaching with it. You know, so people can like guess or they can do it right. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, so, and 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 in the long run, it's cheaper to do it right the first time. You know, absolutely. There's I that saying. Say there's a, I, yeah, go ahead. There's that saying: if you don't have time to do it right, when you have the time to do it over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Um, there is a template that uh, one of my clients actually turned me on to that I do. Uh, I don't actually know what the URL is because I only have it written down as my affiliate link, if it's okay if I give it. Otherwise, I don't oh, no, know what it is. Okay. Okay. It's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash ellenlikes.com. It's E-L-L-E-N likes.com forward slash book design templates book design templates and it can highly recommend it i like i said i don't want to deal with this stuff so i don't use it but i have had clients who have gone that route and like it okay okay now we titled this uh radio episode five secrets too Right, okay. we did the first two, which was clarity on your topic and title and doing an outline. And remember, if you do an outline and you feel you don't have enough, then, then the next step is not to like necessarily throw it out with you know, throw it out, but think, okay, well what could I do, you know, to enhance this? Could I add, you know, quizzes, summaries, interviews, you know, whatever. Um, or, or do I need to learn something else to, to for it to work? So I mean it doesn't necessarily mean you should throw it out. But at least be knowledgeable about, you know, and clear about what it is so you know what you're dealing with, you know? Okay. That, that's the point. Okay. So the next thing is something I've been teaching for a long time. I've never really heard anybody else say this. I've been saying it for 14 years because I started in 2004. But this is one of my secrets to writing books fast. Do not do book research. Okay, like when I say get clarity on a topic and title, definitely when you start, you want to do marketing research, but you don't want to do book research. So because what I see authors do is they will research and research and research their topic, and they don't even, they aren't even clear about exactly what they're writing about yet. So they amass, they amass all this information, and then they're overwhelmed by it. Right, they're overwhelmed by it because they don't know what to do with it. They got a million scraps of paper, and most of the time, ninety-nine point nine percent of it never ends up in the book. So yeah, yeah, the way that and I you uh, you touched on uh-huh. the purpose of the book in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's you know somewhere in your your notes or what you plan on covering, but you know, like my biography, I wrote to generate clients, but also to motivate people, and so. It's a lead generator. Uh, so right, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah. you write it with the purpose in mind that you want. My my cookbook. Uh, well, I was told to write about something that you know about and to, to create something to sell that you know about. That you know the market wanted. Uh, I knew mm-hmm. that people who grew up in the country on a farm and had moved away to the big city that they missed a lot of those recipes. And so I said, well, I know how to cook those recipes. So let me write a cookbook and. For right. about 18 years, it's been a steady seller. But I began with the purpose in mind, with, with the end mm-hmm. in mind. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. important. You know, what do you Absolutely. want the book to do for well, you? A, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I actually have, there's actually a free uh, guide on planning, on planning your book, which covers that whole thing, the idea, the planning and all that, um, what your goal is. And uh yeah, on my website, it's booksbusinessabundance.com. Booksbusinessabundance.com. Okay. Abundance. It's yeah, it's free. Um, it's okay. just a. It's what is it? The book writing blueprint. 
But um, anyway, and so, but the thing about uh, this is that some people use doing the research to procrastinate, you know, to not write the book, to not get going, right? Yeah, that's that perfectionism kicking in again. (laughs) What? That's that perfectionism kicking in again. Right, right, exactly, yeah. So what I say is, you know, write what you know first. Okay, write what you know first. Just get it all. You know, you've got your outline. Start filling it in. Uh, write what you know. And then you'll know exactly which things that you need to do research on if you need to do research. And then the fourth thing, which is connected to that, is writing in layers. So in other words, your first layer is what you already know. Okay. And then your second layer is really going back and saying, okay, well, where do I need to fill stuff in? And then, you know, where am I going to find that information? Uh, and then for me, what I'll usually do my third pass is, okay, what links do I want or photographs or that kind of thing? And so I just do it in layers. And by doing that, it, go, it goes really fast. I mean, it doesn't take that long to actually write the book. It's all this other stuff that we get into, you know, like having to, you know, be in the right mood or, you know, have clear, not clearing the calendar or, or distractions or researching or all these things that we think we need to write the book that we don't need, you know? Yeah, I, uh, so, I, I listened to uh, one of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, talk about writing, and he talked about people mm-hmm. who say they need to wait for the, the muse to, uh, to uh-huh. strike you know, and, and they have to be in the right mood and all that. He says, I just sit down and I start writing, <laughs> you know? Uh, exactly. And he says, exactly. I do it every day. Yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's another story I love to tell, which is if you were standing in a dark room, pitch black, and you couldn't see the light, how are you going to get the light to turn on? You have to walk over there in the dark, right? You, don't, you can't see it. Right. So, so you have to feel your way to get there. Well, it's the same thing. It's like if you don't know what to do, I'm telling you what to do. It's like get clarity, do the outline, and then start. You know, start with what you know. And, um, you know, go from there. But I, I remember I once had a guy, and, and he literally said to me, well, I'm waiting for that aha moment. I said, well, you could be waiting a lifetime, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it doesn't, you know, doesn't work that way. So. And, and, you know, I, uh, well, I write under pressure a lot. I, I wrote three e-books in a day once. Uh, they, were, they were all on topics I knew, and, and I find uh-huh. that writing, you know, writing about a topic you know is, is easy. My, my biography I mm-hmm. wrote because that's me telling my story. That's very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so right. I, I didn't have to do any research. I just wrote. And with my cookbook, I made a list of recipes that I grew up cooking. And then I thought, well, this is not quite enough pages. I have 250 plus recipes in my book. I said, okay, mm-hmm. I, I need to add more recipes that fit that genre. And right. so I, I made a list of a few others that I didn't know how to cook. And I, I tracked those down and tested them, and, I, and then I added those mm-hmm. to my cookbook. So, uh, again, mm-hmm. start with what you know and then expand if you need to. Uh, but a book doesn't really exactly. need to be a lot. My, my, first, uh, my biography is 180 or so pages, which is a, a little mm-hmm. long, uh, but mm-hmm. it's just me talking about myself. And I'm, go- I'm, I'm actually going to do volume two soon, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, I am going to Named the the first one is called Get Off the Porch and Claim Your Destiny. The second volume mm-hmm. I'm thinking of naming The Leap to Seven Figures, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm, that's just a working title. But I wrote the first one uh, 2004, so uh, 
14 years ago, so it's time to write a sequel. And that's not the right, writing right. book. Is. The beauty of writing books is if you write the right type of book, you set yourself up for up to make additional sales to the same purchasers because you can just write you know, a follow-up to that book and you can reach out to your original buyers if you capture their information and say, I've got volume two or I've got the 2019 edition now and sell it to them. So that, that's very powerful. That's one of those things I learned from Yannick Silver is, you know, do, do serials, serials yeah, if you can. Uh, because mm-hmm. you can sell to, to the same customer over and over again. Uh, right. Did, did, we, did we cover all five of the secrets? Though? No, I'm, there's one more. I keep sidetracking no, things more. because I'm talking too much. That's okay. No, that's okay. Um, no, the last one is don't edit or judge while you're writing. That's another thing I see people do in my workshops a lot. It's like I had one woman who had worked for the post office, and they made you actually write that way. You had to perfect every sentence before you went on to the rest of the next one. Oh. That is like the worst thing you can do. And again, that goes back to the perfectionism. You know, it's like wanting it to be perfect is just a killer. You know? So, and not only that, but you use a different side of your brain for writing and editing. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, I think it was Edgar Allan Poe that said, um, write drunk, edit sober. <laughs> right, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and in my... Uh, Years as a military officer, for 20 years, I, I was often a staff officer writing papers for general officers, but as a, as a captain, I'd write it and had to go through four or five levels before it got up to the four-star, and everybody mm-hmm. wanted to change my message. And if I mm-hmm. wrote it and just walked in and handed it to the general, he'd sign it and say, mail it, you know? I, as I, right. learned, I learned that if you, if you get your message across, if it conveys what you're trying to say, Anybody can express it differently, but there, mm-hmm. and there's no right way to express it. it it's well, not only that, but you, it's so easy to add to it because it's like you said, you don't have to worry. I mean, unless you're doing what you're doing right now, like for Christmas or whatever, you know, you do it in, in uh, publishing on demand or you do it in ebooks. They're very easy to change and you can update at any time. So, again, this real easy ebook workbook that I have that I just published right now, um, it's the third version of it. It's the third version. It's the, you know, so um, the first one was written in uh, 2004. The second, the, the upgrade was written in, I published it, I think, in 2013. And now I'm, uh, now I have three books on ebook writing and, uh, and book writing. So I'm creating a series. They're all going to be called Real Easy Ebooks. But, um, yeah, but, but that's the thing. It's like I've just upgraded it. And so when I was looking at it this time, I'm going, Oh my God! I, I, you know, I know so much more now than I did the last time I did it, and that was 2013. So you know, you just keep getting better. You just keep learning more. And like I said, and that one didn't get as good reviews as this one. But so what? Right. So what? It got it got me it got me published. I still made it a number one bestseller. Um, I still made money off of it. You know. Yeah, and you just keep going. And I love what you said. Uh, the other thing that I love about Amazon is that. Every time you do a promotion for one book, the more books you write, the more choices people have to buy other books of yours. I right. mean, I make I'm, more I'm money. I, I'm making other. more money every time. Yeah, every time I'm adding a book, I'm making more money. You know? Which is extremely powerful. And most people don't realize that while Amazon, you know, is a, a started out as a publishing platform, it's also one of the world's largest search engines. So 
people going to right. Amazon, they're looking to purchase. I mean, they don't go mm-hmm. there and just browse. They go there looking for things they want to purchase. So they're in a buying mood. And if you have a book there, Amazon is going to suggest your other titles to them. So you, you do want multiple right. books on Amazon. Uh, uh, do you also uh, encourage people to, to take that same book and put it on other platforms, though? You know, so far, I'm not doing that myself. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. First of all, who doesn't use Amazon? Right. I mean, to me, Amaz- I mean, everybody uses Amazon. And I'm like, it's not laziness, but it's like I just don't want to make more work for myself. I don't want to have to go and promote on all these different places. And I love the promotional tools in Amazon. So, you know, the thing about Amazon is you can take 10% of your book and put it other places while, even while you have an exclusive on Amazon. And the reason you might have an exclusive on Amazon is because uh, if you want to use the promotional tools, then while you're using those, you have to give them an exclusive. So okay. you, know, you might want to put – or another thing you might want to do, like some people will have a, a free book on their site that they also sell on Amazon, and then that one they don't put in, in uh, KDP, you know, which is the Kindle direct publishing. Direct publishing, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, there are different strategies that you can use. And, um, you know, for new authors, I mean, I really suggest – putting it in KDP, doing a free launch. Um, I have authors, you know, one of the reasons I love it is because there are all these announcement sites. There's over 100 announcement sites that will announce your book. So especially if you don't have a following, if you don't have a big social media following, and even if you do, I mean, I have, you know, I'm I'm not one of the biggest or anything. I have like uh, my following is about 30,000 people at this point over all the different ones plus my my email list. But, you know, I was able to get the book to number one in three, in three categories, and I did it myself. Now, I could do it because I have that reach and because I know what I'm doing. But what's really great about it is I have a team, and when we do it for our clients, um, they're all number one bestsellers. I mean, I have a 100, 100% success rate doing that because I know how to set it up so that they're going to be in the right places, they're going to have the right keywords, they're going to have the right categories, which is what you're talking about, the search engine. And then I have a team that can do all the behind-the-scenes work for you because it's a lot of work. I, I just did it myself because I wanted to see what would happen if I could then say to people, well, you can do it yourself. And, yes, you can, but, boy, it was a lot of work. <laughs> you know. And if you're a new author, it's a lot harder. I don't know that you can do it yourself if you're brand new, but, but um, you know, but there are ways to, to get around that. So um, that's why I love it. I mean, you don't even really need a website. I mean, I suggest people have a website because if you're doing a launch and you give bonuses, which is what we're doing right now with it, then you send people to the website first, then to go to Amazon and then come back to get the bonuses. But in the announcement sites, you can't do that. They'll only send them directly to Amazon. So you're getting some of the people to go through your system, and you're getting some of the people that are coming to Amazon, and then you're hoping that when they go and, and get your book that you'll have links in there that they'll want, and then they'll get on your list later. You know? Yeah, I, I, but, I was taught uh, to, to, uh, to do that, to uh, have what we call bounce-back offers. Like in my cookbook, I might say something like, uh, I've given you these recipes or whatever, but – uh, if I'm selling it via Amazon, but for an additional collection of uh, dessert recipes or whatever, go here to claim right. a free copy, and I've driven them to an right. opt-in form where I collect, right. capture their information, you know. So I, 
That is very powerful. And I do that with most of my yeah. books, actually. Yeah. And one of the things I find that sometimes new authors especially don't know, like, what to give. You know, like, what's going to be that thing that's going to get people, I mean, yours is obvious, you know. But sometimes it's not as obvious. And it's really funny because one time we did a fiction book, and it was a, it was a novel, um, and it was about the South. It was a family novel about the South. And so what she actually did was she gave Southern recipes. She had all these Southern recipes, and it, it got a ton of people on her list. Now, I don't know how many of those people ended up buying her, her book because of that, but it was her very first book, and she was just, you know, doing what she could given what she had to work with, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, so, you know, but that's, uh, that's another thing to consider is, you know, what is it going to be that will get people to want to opt in? That's that's really important. So anyway, to go back to your original to go back to your original question, though, I prefer just to stay in Amazon at this point. I mean, if they got to the point where they were just, I mean, they've done some things that I'm not thrilled about. Like they've gotten really crazy with their review process. Right. It it used to be that you know anybody could pretty much could give you a review, and then they started with well, you know, it can't be family members and it can't be. Uh, now the last one I got last year when we did our book. Uh, they actually threatened to to shut me down, and they said it could, it can't be family members, it can't be close friends, it can't be people you have a financial agreement with. And then it was like, well, how did they determine who close friends are? That that was right. one of the things. And then and then the other thing was that, um, and this wasn't from my experience, but I saw this on Twitter, is that people who are your evangelists and do buy all your books and do write a review every time, all of a sudden they decide they're close friends. You may not know them from Adam. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it, it they has, just, might just uh, love your work. Yeah, it has gotten a little tricky that way, you know? And so I will say to your audience that one of the things that I find really disturbing, because I still see this all over the Internet, is when you look up, like, how to get, a re- how to get reviews for your book, I see the majority of people still saying, ask family and friends. And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> do well, not do that. They, they threaten now, to Now, Amazon requires that the person be a, a customer, first of all, they have actually purchased the book. So right, they have. before anybody could leave the review, now it has to be an actual buyer of the book. So that changes the, the dynamics a little. Well, also, you have to have spent $50 on Amazon before they'll let you leave reviews, which I find also bizarre. Yeah. You know, like I bought some leg warmers. They were 11 bucks. I can't leave a review. I mean, I can't because I buy tons of stuff there, but I'm saying, but if I just bought that, I couldn't leave a review. <laughs> I mean, some of it's just silly, you know. Yeah, but, but it, it's important. Uh, like you pointed out, if you, you're trying to – you want positive reviews – on Amazon, so you mm-hmm. want as many customers as possible to leave your feedback, and then right. see there's just right. asking them for feedback. You know, just however right. you do that, right. Uh, right. and not all the feedback is going to be positive, but <laughs> hopefully most of right. it will. Uh-huh. Right. But here's the thing. First of all, I have found that even when you ask your in the early days when I would ask my friends and family, and they go and they give you these great reviews, eventually you're going to get it from the general public. And when that happens, it does, you know, it can, if it's not a five-star, when I have a few that are just all five-stars and I have some that aren't, but the ones that aren't, um, over time, you get more reviews that are five, four, three, you know, whatever. And so it, it, it kind of works itself out is, is my sort of take on it, 
you know, I think ultimately it, it all works itself out, and I think they're being overly. But but that's what it is, and you got to deal with it. And and one of the messages that you and I both uh, give people is that um, writing your own book or ebook it mm-hmm. is a springboard to success. I mean, all of a sudden you become an authority right. in your niche, uh, and that brings you in customers, clients. It builds trust and all those things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people. They hear that message and they believe it, but they don't actually go out and do a book. So what, what's stopping people from actually doing what they know they need to do? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Um, the first thing is that they just don't know how to get started. They just, that, that's it. I mean, they don't, they just don't know where to start. They feel overwhelmed by the process because they don't know what it is, you know, and also because they hear people say it's hard I mean, I still hear that from some people. Oh, it's so hard to write a book. It's like, I don't think it's hard to write a book. Now, I'm not saying it's easy for everybody, but I mean, I've even had clients who said, you know, I don't even like to write, and I was able to write my book and make it a number one bestseller because you have a system, you have a process. And the truth is is that people don't give themselves enough credit. Like I had a woman come to me in one of my three days to ebook cash workshops, and she uh, said, well, I don't know if I have enough credentials. I, I only have an MBA. Well, that's way more than most people have. Right. I didn't have any credentials. When I did my first ebook. I didn't have any credentials. What I had was I knew I could do it, and I knew I could do it better than what was out there. And guess what? I, I did, and when I look back now, it wasn't even that great. <laughs> but it was good enough. It got me to the next, to the next step, you know. So a lot of it is, is believing in yourself. And then having the wherewithal to get the right information and then, you know, having the trust and faith in yourself and in the person that's teaching you, really. That's what I think. Yeah, and and, and that yeah. brings me around to, to the question of uh, how you can help my, our listening audience because I know that you, uh, you, you're an expert at this. You, you've helped num- numerous people get, uh, you know, best sell- bestseller status and all that. So how can you help them to – get it done to get their book written and published? Yeah. Um, well, there are two ways. One is I do my three days to ebook cash workshop. I have another one actually coming up November 13th through 20th this month. Um, I haven't given it for three years. So if people want to get in, now's a good time to get in. Uh, I also work with people one-on-one and um, we there's also a home study version. So uh, I work with people, you know, however they need working. Some people like can do it on their own. Some people need a lot of hand-holding. In the workshop, there's a whole, there's like a mastermind that's included. There, you get the instruction, you get the mastermind, uh, and you get access to me for three days while you're writing the book. I mean, people can just call me up, and I'm on call like a doctor. And some I've had people come in and say to me, um, just knowing you were there made the difference. Like I didn't even call. Or some people will call me and just say, I just wanted to check in. And I've only had one person ever call me and say, I'm stuck and, and I think I want to back out. And I said, well, let me walk you through it. And I did. And to this day, she thanks me that I did that. And today she's, a, she's an author. So, Excellent. Yeah, I, I yeah. appreciate the fact that you're so accessible to your, your uh, coaching clients, too. And I'm the same way. Uh, I even give them yeah, myself. Yeah, I think you have to be. That, you, know, you have yeah, to set. Yeah, I think you have to be. Uh, I, I tell them, you know, don't come if you haven't done what we've talked about doing last time we talked. Uh, so I, I do uh-huh. set those, um, uh, I don't know, what, those ex- expectations because I don't want them calling me every day saying, okay, you know, I, 
I don't want to write their book for them or write their product for them. That's another thing I'll mention is a lot of people who are intimidated by writing. uh, I actually offer a ghostwriting service. Well, I'll write a book for someone. I'll say, you know, send me Uh all your material and I'll write it, but I'll charge you like Uh $40,000 to do it. And and I've had two people take me up on that in the last year or so. And I can write a book super fast, you know, so it's like, okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, And and I found, you know, Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I don't do that. But what I have done for people, like I had this one guy where he was so cerebral and he'd written a book and he wanted it to be for customers, but, but you know, for the general public, but there was just no way because it was too technical. So I said, let's, mm. let's do a prequel. Let's do a prequel. And he said, okay. And I said, we're going to do this on interview style so that you don't have time to get into all that minutia and stuff. And he said, okay. And I go, when, when do you want to do it? I said, we're going to do it now. Because I didn't want him to think about it, you know. So we just we just did it, you know. We just did it as as an interview, and then we turned it into a book. But it's then it's in it's in his voice, and it's and it's not forty thousand dollars. It's more like ten. <laughs> okay. But it's, I, I, it's still not it's still not cheap. But you know, but it can be done. I mean, there's so many different ways to write a book, and you know, whatever works for for you. I, I was charging a lot less. And my friend Shell Harwis, he said, Willie, he said, I, I ghost write too. And he said, you know, I, I, the services I provide are, are so valuable. And he said, you should raise your price. Right. I raise and uh, there's nothing, you know, so you're, you're very, very affordable. And, and a book provides so much <laughs> leverage. Now, we're down to about yeah. three minutes to go in the hour. Yeah. Uh, and it won't shut us off. Uh, it'll, it'll, but it'll stop streaming. So I want to make sure that people know how to to get in touch with you again. Feel free to give uh, whatever uh, URL or email address or whatever you want to give to them. Uh, and, and then afterwards, I'll make sure this is distributed far and wide so that we all benefit, my audience benefits from, from knowing how to get in touch with you and actually get started on writing their book. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can go to booksbusinessabundance.com and get the free uh book writing blueprint there. You can call me. It's 818 or text 818-970-6132, 818-970-6132. Or you can email me, ellen at businessabundance.com. And, uh, you know, we also have a Facebook group. I don't want to give out too much right now. You know, just go to Books Business Abundance, and then you'll start getting all the information on everything. You'll get the newsletter. You'll see what's coming up. And, uh, you know, we can go from there. Okay, and uh, with uh, two minutes or so to go, any any closing thoughts? Anything? A minute and a half, actually. Any closing thoughts? Things that we didn't cover? Yeah. You think? Go ahead. No, I just want to tell people that it's just you know don't let people scare you. Don't let people you know just because maybe it took them a long time to do it or they couldn't finish it because they didn't have a system, they didn't do it right, they didn't have you know somebody walking them through it, and uh, and you can do it. You know if you if you have confidence in yourself that you know your stuff from whatever it is your business is right now, you can write a book about it. And you don't even have to write. You can talk it. As you said, you know, you write, you wrote yours conversationally just like you talk. You can do that. Not everybody literally writes it down. Some people just talk it. So there's always a way. It's not that hard. Um, it's just knowing what you're doing and having co- the confidence to start. So I, I, and, I'm in several really, books. Get, yeah. I met several books where the chapters that I'm in were interviews that I did, and they had the interviews transcribed. So you're right. You can just talk it, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
That's all oh, I have to uh, say about that. Uh, uh, with the last uh, 20 seconds to go, why don't you give them your uh, URL again, and then we'll uh, wrap things up. Okay. It's books, B-O-O-K-S, business, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, abundance.com. Okay. And it's super. Ellen at booksbusinessabundance.com. Excellent. And with that, I'm going to thank you for joining the show. And uh, I'll let you know as soon as the show is um, available for um, pointing people, pointing out to people, and I will distribute this far and wide. I know people will benefit from it. So thanks for joining me, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Bye. Bye.